This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast with all things pro wrestling from AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, many other matches, promotions. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, I want to say everybody, I'm sorry I haven't been on for a while. I've been busy trying to catch up with the latest uh, G1 30 Climax, the G1 uh, Climax 30 uh, uh, tournament that's taking place right now. If you guys are not fans of that, then, you know, you guys are missing out. So, those who are new at this ask me, what is the G1 exactly? Well, the G1 is an annual tournament that takes place in New Japan Pro Wrestling. What they do is, they determine who will be the winner for getting a briefcase with the contract, kind of similar as Money in the Bank, uh, for whoever's going to face the IWGP Heavyweight Champion at Wrestle Kingdom, which is their annual WrestleMania that begins at the start of the year. Now, there have been a lot of Wrestle Kingdom shows that I've been watching. It's really good to watch. It normally takes place at the Tokyo Dome in Japan. Now, the G1, you probably ask, um, this tournament lasts for almost a month. Now, some of you ask me, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, J-Rod, why would they use a month? Isn't there, like, is it too much? Well, here's the difference between tournaments that takes place in Japan than in here. That way you guys can get a clear view. In Japan, they normally do a point-based system. Basically, you ha- even if you lost the match, you can still try to gain points in order to uh, advance to get a shot of the IWGP heavyweight title in the near future. But however, it all depends on how it goes. Now, this is their point-based system that you people need to understand. They use, this is their point system. If you win a match, you get two points. But if you lose a match, you get zero points. But however, if you were unable to win the match or make a pinfall or submission when the time limit draw, let's say it was a 20-minute match and you're unable to make the pinfall, it goes into a time limit draw. So basically, if it's a tie, both uh, competitors get one point each. Now, it all depends on the, how this happens. But, J-Rod, wouldn't be confusing. Well, here's the thing. If you're far behind and somehow we're able to make the the make it to the semifinals, then you have a chance or not. It all depends on how it's going to go. There's been various occasions how this happens. Um, there have been, like, Kenny Omega has been one, Tetsuya Naito, uh, Kota Ibushi was one. So basically, there's been many, many wrestlers that, in fact, actually won the G1. Last year, Kota Ibushi was the winner, and he had to face um, Tetsuya Naito, I think. No, scratch that. Fuck. I don't remember, but anyway. So there's been. Now, here's who's been involved in, the, in, in each of them. Now, there's 20 wrestlers. Each wrestler has been placed on a block. A block and B block. Now let's talk who's in the A block first. We got Kota Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kaguchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, William Osprey, Shingo Tagagi, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, and Yujiro Takahashi. Now the B block. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Toru Yano, Yoshihashi, Tetsuya Naito, Sanada, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Evil. Now, 
These are the participants, all 20 who are involved in the GA1 Climax Dirty Tournament. So each of them were getting points. So this is how it is, the bing going. Uh, recently, we just went the first six days of of the of the G1. So let's go with the A block. Kota Ibushi has right now uh, two wins, one loss. So he gains the total points of four. Jeff Cobb, one win, two losses. Total points, two. Kaguchika Okada, one win, two losses. Tomoedo Ishii, he has three losses but no wins. So that means he has zero points. Will Ospreay, two wins, one loss. He got four points. Shingo Tagagi, one win, two losses. Minoru Suzuki, two wins, one loss. Tai Chi, three wins, no losses. Jay White, three wins, no losses. Yujiro Takahashi, he has three losses but no wins, so he gets zero points. Now let's look at the B block. Hiroshi Tanahashi, one win, two losses. Juice Robinson, two wins, one loss. Hiroki Goto, one win, two losses. Toru Yanu, three wins, no losses. Yoshihashi, one win, two losses. Tetsuya Naito, three wins, no losses. Sanada, he has no wins so far, so he has three losses. Um, t- uh, Zach Saber Jr., one win, two losses, that's two points. Kenta, two wins, one loss. Evil, um, one win, two losses. So each of them, it goes like that. But however, some you may notice now they're only wrestlers who have undefeated. They got three wins, so that's six points each. But however, they could actually lose the match. But you probably ask yourself, but J-Rod, how can they lose a match if they're undefeated? It, it is possible. But however, there's a trickiness to the whole thing that leads to the psychology. Now, if you're undefeated, then there is a most likely chance you could lose a match. Now, it doesn't matter who do you lose it to, but you lose it. But somehow, you must obtain the enough points to continue to advance. Now, there have been s- several scenarios now, how do you know if you get to the finals? That's kind of easy. They're trying to determine what the amount of points. Let's say, let's use for example, uh, let's say Tetsuya Naito, who is the current uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. Let's say throughout the entire tournament, he's still um, in it. But however, let's say for the BA block, we have, um, let's say, let me put this in the way you guys can understand. Let's say Tai Chi. And um, who else I can put? Um, let's put Okada. Now, Okada has a way to advance if he has to. Now, however, if Tai Chi has enough points, he still advances. But however, there's a trickiness. If Let's say there's another wrestler that has the necessary points to advance. But however, it all depends how what's the outcome. There was a scenario about, what was it, back in 2018 when Hiroshi Tanahashi was ready to advance to the finals. However, that match was against, um, 
who was it? Kaguchika Okada. Now, if it leads to a draw, however, Shitanahashi wins. But if Okada wins, then this other wrestler advance. So it all depends on the point system, how it works. It's kind of tricky, yes. Uh, if you guys are wondering, this is, not, this is how the point-based system works in Japan. Now, here in the United States, it normally works with elimination. You lose a match, you don't advance. The winner advance. That's always been more of the American way. But some people say, including those who watch New Japan like myself, we can say this is a much better opportunity because it gives you the chance to win some points to ensure you get an opportunity to advance. Now, you'd probably say to yourself, but J-Rod, but wouldn't that be too much? Yes. However, normally New Japan has been doing these shows for a long time. They do it anywhere they, as they want, like Cork and Hong, uh, I mean, Cork and Hall, uh, Ryoki Goku. Um, there's many venues, but mostly they've been doing a lot of their shows in Tokyo because their home base is in Tokyo. So that's pretty much what's been happening. Now, you probably ask me, who most likely could win this tournament? Well, there, there's been a lot of good scenarios in this whole thing. Uh, there were, um, I can tell you from the A block, I could see some people could win. Like, um, let's see, I can see Kota Ibushi winning. Um, maybe Okada if he can catch up. Um, but there's those who looks more like prominent that could win is like either Will Ospreay or Tai Chi. Now, you probably ask me why those guys, Will Ospreay and Tai Chi, most likely. There's a funny story, a great story about these two competitors with Will Ospreay and Tai Chi. Now, I'm going to give you guys a plain old view what it, what I'm referring to. Will Ospreay has been considered as one of the best junior heavyweight contenders in New Japan. He has competed in Best of the Super Juniors, which is their annual tournament for junior heavyweights. But recently, like, what was it, a year ago or so, no, two years ago, Will Ospreay was part of a tradition where the heavyweight champion had to pick a junior heavyweight cha contender to face during uh, this traditional. So he picked, uh, Okada picked Will Ospreay. And that was a good match. But he did, sh did prove he had what it takes to, in fact, um... Advanced to be part of the heavyweight, so he transitioned uh, from junior heavyweight to heavyweight, and he wasn't the only one. Uh, there's Tai Chi as well. A year ago, Tai Chi was very upset that if the Ta if New Japan does not give him the opportunity to compete in the G1, he was going to hurt Milano Collection, beat him up as to send a message. But however, New Japan listened. But however, at the same time, it pissed off his boss, the leader of Suzuki Goon, Minoru Suzuki. He was mad to the bone. Completely mad. And he said someone had to pay. But however, this year was no exception. Both Minoru Suzuki and Taichi were in it. But however, Minoru Suzuki has not forgotten last time. He was excluded out Thanks to Tai Chi. Yes. Both in the same team. And, and Suzuki was pissed. He hasn't forgotten. But however, there was a match in the third day. Between Tai Chi and Minoru Suzuki. Now, my money was on Minoru Suzuki. But the biggest upset was 
Taichi beating his boss. Now, I don't know what does that mean, but there is a thing where we can see um, that Taichi is probably being getting the push that he deserves with New Japan. We do know, if you guys know this, uh, Taichi is now the current IWGP heavyweight tag team champion with uh, Zack Sabre Jr., who's currently in the B block. Now, there's another example with um, contenders that um, jump ship from junior heavyweight to heavyweight, and that is Shingo Tagagi. Now, Shingo, on the other hand, he has a pretty good, interesting history. Uh, give me a moment, please. Sorry, my throat, throat is dry, so I'll continue on with Shingo. As you may know, Shingo Tagagi is is currently as a member of the Los Ingobernables with um with Tetsuya Naito. But however, Shingo was part of a promotion called Dragon Gate. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate has a unique promotion. However, what makes it so unique? All the competitors. All wrestlers in that promotion are junior heavyweight. Shingo was amongst those. So he won a lot of championships from that particular tournament. But when he first arrived to New Japan, it was still unclear when, um, because here's what happened. He showed up at the moment when Minoru, um, was named Hiromu Takahashi, was injured from a neck injury that he obtained at, um, at the G1 special at, um, at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. It was when he was facing against Dragon Lee. He was out for a while, but he was unable to compete, put his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line. So they had to strip it. But however, Hiromu was also one of those wrestlers that compete with fellow member of those Ingobernables, or as we call them, LIJ, for the um, the Junior Tag League, which is their annual uh, tournament for the, for the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team title so those but that's how it is but shingo competed in in that first because he was from what i'm he was hearing he was at the border between junior heavyweight and heavyweight but he did compete alongside bushi in the tournament and resulted they were close in winning the tournament but however in wrestle kingdom 13 he in fact actually won uh, the titles with Bushi. And that's pretty much it. But ever since he lost the titles and he was part of the best of the Super Juniors, he made a decision that he was going to transition to heavyweight. Last year, he jumped and he asked that he wants to be part of the G1, which was good. And that's that's one of those things about. Now, there have been junior heavyweight contenders that involve in the Never Openweight Championship, which is either heavyweight or junior heavyweight. But if you guys want to know more about this, I'll, I'll give you more information that you guys don't know. You probably ask yourself, uh, J-Rod, what does the G1 stands for? Well, I'll tell you. The G1 stands for Grade 1. Yes, Grade 1, which means it's the highest, it's the heavyweight division level. So that's the reason it was called the G1, Grade 1. Now, I did mention in a previous episode on this podcast where they, uh, the other promotions had their own tournaments. Like, Pro Wrestling Noah has the N1 Victory, which N1 stands for number one. And then there's the Carnival Champions. That one, I don't know what it means, but it was kind of interesting. 
So that's always been one of those things you need to understand about the G1. Now, you probably ask me now, who do I predict could win the tournament? Well, right now we are entering um, the 7th and the 8th day of the tournament. It's too early to tell, but however, I do see certain wrestlers that could be good enough to comp- to win the respective blocks, but however, winning the entire tournament, that is kind of tricky. Now, there is another tricky method that you may understand. If you guys know this, I may have mentioned this, Tetsuya Naito, who is the current champion, he's in the tournament. And you probably ask me this, uh, J-Rod, if he's a champion, why is he involved? There's a, a, a reason to that. If the champion somehow was able to win the tournament... And this is how it goes. He has the right to decide who he wants to face at Wrestle Kingdom. So that is one of the trickiest parts. Now, however, if Tetsuya Naito was able to do that, that would be interesting. But however, who will be the one to face him? Well, there's a lot of good wrestlers that I could see. There's Jay White. Uh, there is uh, Kaguchika Okada, who they've been going back and forth. Uh... Hiroshi Tanahashi. So basically, Tetsuya Naito can face anyone. It wouldn't matter because all he does is be tranquilo, which means relax. So that's what's been happening in the G1. That's what I've been actually doing best on that. So I hope you guys understand this tournament, what it means. It happens. I followed along. So if you guys uh, want to hear more of the G1, I'll give you guys another uh, update uh, for the 7th and the 8th day of the tournament on the up next upcoming episode. But before I end it, I want to give you guys the news about what's been happening recently with New Japan. Uh, it was announced yesterday, um, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Harold Mage, has made his rex in, uh, He's going to resign the company when in, at the end of October. Now, you ask yourselves, why is that important? Harold Mage, he's not actually a Japanese guy. He's a Dutch businessman who's worked with many companies over the years. But some of the bosses believed in New Japan that Harold Mage could be the one to uh, bring New Japan into the Western world, such as here in the United States, anywhere in the world, like it's um, the United States, Canada, uh, the UK, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere like that. Originally, that's what's been happening. But there was a video that my uh, friend, uh, who was also was the co-host of the YouTube channel, uh, The Leader WrestleZone, he sent me a video about the speculation that now that Harold Mage is gone, could this be a possibility with New Japan working with All Elite Wrestling? I mean, there is a lot of possibility towards that because a lot of fans have been asking for this for a long time. Now... We can say this about Ring of Honor. We know they got good talent, but they don't make it an effort to make their product stand out. And they're not interested in, in pushing heights to expose more of their wrestlers, such as wrestlers who've been there, like like uh, Tetsuya Naito, uh, Okada. i never seen Okada compete at, at a Ring of Honor event, ever. I have seen his, uh, his Chaos members, like um, Yoshihashi, uh, Toro Yanu, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, who else? Will Ospreay, those guys. So they have competed in Ring of Honor, but some wrestlers are not too fond of Ring of Honor. But 
I don't know if you know this. Uh, on the last Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 14, Hiroshi Tanahashi wanted to have Jericho put the AEW World Title on the line to open a bridge between New Japan and AEW. Now I, you probably ask yourselves, could have this a possibility? It would have worked. It could, but you got to keep in mind there has been some easy, uneasy tension between both the elite, which is. Kenny Omega and the Bucks and New Japan. Now, um, Nico, on the other hand, my partner, actually went to Vacaville and talked to Brandon Cutler and he asked him what was the pro problem. There were certain disagreements that both sides had, but many fans would love to see New Japan actually be partners with AEW. But here's what I do see what happen this should happen. The AEW has a much bigger platform than Ring of Honor. And that's the case. And I feel they have the much better platform. And pretty much that's what I see. But the real question, will it happen? Well, we just got to wait and see. Hold our, our, our heads up or not hold our breath or whatever. So that's pretty much what I've been hearing with New Japan. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode of me talking about the G1 and revealing... Now that Harold Mage is leaving New Japan and what is the future hold for them? Well, we'll see what's going to happen. So for now, I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah, and have a nice day. Bang!